0: It's gonna take a lot to drag me away from you. There's nothing that a hundred men or more could ever do. i bless the rains down in Africa. Gonna take some time to do the things we never had. This week we're off to Africa. My name is Steve Layton, and I travel the world finding amazing and delicious coffee for you to drink at home. Some make coffee difficult to understand and complicated. But here, it's my job to make it easy and fun and tell you what's in my mug. The first coffee bush on Kariga was planted in approximately 1954 by colonial settlers. I'm very sorry, Kenya. Um, at about the same time, less than 10 kilometres away, along the same Kiguru Road, a young boy called Alusis Gakuna, son of the chief of the larger Morunga County, helped his father, Senior Chief N- Gunu, I'm struggling with these names. Plant the first coffee seedling in the area. The area was known um, as the Katani village, uh, Muganga One, which means location one. Uh, and a love affair between coffee had been born. Several years went by. This young boy grew up, and he was riding his bicycle along the Kiguru Road when he rode past the vast and now well-established coffee estates of Kariga. He promised himself that he would one day own them. He realised this dream in 1976. Don't you love a happy story where it kind of, everybody comes out winning? But unfortunately, sadly, the boy, uh, Mr. Kakuna, passed away on July, the t- July 2014. And by the time of his death, Mr. Kakuna had planted hundreds of thousands of coffee plants on the estate. His son, Dr. Brian Nidunukagunga, um, was his second oldest child and his eldest son, of six children, and he ended up taking over the farm. Brian is now uh, an amazingly good friend uh, and somebody who we've been working with for three years. The Kiriga Coffee Estate sits at 1,550 to 1,650 metres above sea level, and is approximately five kilometres from Fika town, which is an industrial town in the central province of Kenya, known as the Birmingham of Kenya. Everybody wants to be known as the Birmingham of Kenya. Um, it's four kilometres from the Blue Post Hotel, which is famous for the uh, Chenia and Thika Falls, um, and Thika lies 50 kilometres northeast of Nairobi. Welcome to the cupping table again, and today we're going to be doing another side by side, similar to what we did a few weeks ago, but this time we're going to do the AB, which is here, which is this week's coffee. And then the double A here, so the different bean size. Um, so let's uh, let's get this cupping going. So you may notice here some retro cupping bowls. Um, that's just to annoy Dale. Nothing else. Um, Dale doesn't like me using the old branding. Um, but let's get into coffees, not talk about him. So this cup for me starts off with black currant. Very typical taste descriptor for a Kenyan. Um, but it's a little bit different. It's got like, it's a spicy black currant. Like with a, a real like bitter dark chocolate edge. Um, and don't be afraid of the word bitter. I love the word bitter. Coffee is bitter. That's one of the reasons that we love it. Um, it's a controlled bitterness. And that sweetness and, um, of the fruit and then the dark chocolate really brings it out. So that's excellent. And so here we're looking at very small differences. Here the body changes. It becomes a little bit more creamy. Um, has a little bit more milk chocolatey to it. Still has that black currant. Um, and has a little less spice than this one. So it's just kind of like... A little different, and it's unusual because quite often when you find an AB and an AA, they can be poles apart. But these are super, super close. So earlier we cupped uh, the AB and the AA side by side, and I thought this was a good opportunity to tell you the difference between AB and a, a. So AA. So double A come through screens which are seventeen to eighteen. Um, size, which is like 7.2 mil, whereas AV, which is 15 to 16, is 6.6 mil. But what does this mean in the cup? Well, it does mean a difference in the cup, but not necessarily a better cup. Although prices always seem to remain higher for the larger size beans, has no direction on quality. I've tasted some AA coffees that were inferior to the AB and ABs that were inferior to the AAs. Um, I've also had some that I think are just amazing coffees like the ones we've cupped today. Um, You know, We saw in that cupping session that they were both good but just a little different. Um, A lot of this grading comes down to the days when selection was not as good as uh, it could be and quality was not easily differentiated. So separating out these larger beans gave at least some measure and an improvement in the quality. But with improvements in picking, processing, sorting, and cupping, it's become more and more, more and more easy to find quality coffee and less important to worry about these screen sizes. So I thought this week we could maybe do something a little bit different and focus on varietals. So the Cariga um, is Arabica and predominantly SL28. Now, SL28 is well known for its high cup quality. But what is SL28? Well, it's a hybrid of Bourbon, which is an heirloom Ethiopian varietal. um, And it was developed by Scott Labs uh, during the colonial years, which did lots of work on varietals around about the 1930s. Uh, Very typical in Kenya. Uh, where it was initially introduced um, and there's been a lot of experimental plantings all over central and south america uh, by those wanted to get that unique cup quality that you find in kenya um, it's fairly open to leaf rust and pest um, and it's very low yielding but the quality of cup is often high um, and some of the most treasured cups come from this varietal uh, very prevalent say in kenya uh, el salvador guatemala uh, nicaragua um, But I think that they're not necessarily the SL28s that we see in Kenya like this one, but they're more a mutation that is developed from them. Uh, Because the unique cup profile doesn't only come from the SL28 and SL34, but it's down to unique temperatures, unique processing methods, and the way that the plant has evolved over time. Um, And he's a favorite of coffee professionals all over the world. My people, I talk to you from the Palace of I'm brewing a Chemex for us to enjoy together and why don't we go and look at the brew guide on how my genius recipe is just the best in the, probably the world. Hello and welcome to another of our brew guides. This time we're looking at updating the Chemex. Now you know I'm the king of Chemex and I know all the best ways to get the best out of your brewer but I've changed some of my thinking since we last spoke so here's the updated one. Also, you can now get metal cone filters so we're gonna look at the changes here too. Now you're gonna need some things. First of all, of course, a Chemex, some Chemex papers or your metal cone filter, a kettle, some coffee beans, some scales, a cup, of course a grinder and a timer. Step one. Fold your paper into a cone and place it in the Chemex. Alternately, add the metal filter. In both cases, wash the filter through with water. This heats the Chemex and removes the paper taste or expands the holes in your metal filter. Step two, weigh out your beans. I use 65 grams per liter. This time I'm brewing with a six cup, so I'm going to use 32.5 grams to 500 mils of water and for the metal filter use 70 grams per litre so 35 grams to 500 mils of water step 3 grind your beans for the paper filter grind somewhere between filter and cafetiere so it feels like coarse to fine sand between the fingers for the metal filter go a little coarser more like cafetiere. Step 4 empty out the water that's been heating your Chemex and add the coffee to the cone Step five, place your Chemex on some scales to brew. Weighing water is much more accurate than by eye. For the paper filter, place around 125 grams of water at approximately 95 degrees C and wait for 30 seconds. Then add another 125 grams of water and wait one minute. Now add 125 grams of water, wait 30 seconds before adding the final 125 grams of water. For the metal filter, pour 100 grams of water every 30 seconds until all the water is added. You're aiming for the whole brew to be through in 3 to 4 minutes. Over 3 minutes is okay, but if it gets to 4 minutes, remove that filter, even if there's some water left. If the brew is too slow, coarsen that grind. And if it's too quick, fine it. Aim for 3 to 4 minutes. And that's it. I hope you enjoyed this brew guide. And I hope you'll take a look at some of the others. And do remember, life is too short for bad coffee. I love that brew guide. It's one of my favorites. So let's taste the coffee. So this is pure blackcurrant. There is a hint of spice in there. and a beautiful dark chocolate finish perhaps doesn't have the body of the double a as we looked at in the in, but it's still a delicious coffee i really really love it before we finish i just want to cut to a quick interview uh, that we did with brian last year that i love
1: yes and so he bought the farm he bought the farm when when people were allowed to buy to buy farms and and we've had it in the family from 1976 and um we are I have um, five other brothers and sisters, and uh, I think I'm the only one who really has an interest in coffee, who really understands what we grow, what we do, because I worked very, very, very closely with my dad, you know, uh, up to the time he he passed away like two years ago. So. Well, you
0: were also involved in the. You've been involved in the Kenyan Coffee auction yes. You were the chairman. Yes. Is that
1: right? Yes. We. When I got involved in coffee, actively, there were so many little things that were happening that we wanted. We were wondering why does this happen this way and not the other way. So I got involved in coffee politics. We formed an association uh, known as Kenya Coffee Producers Association. We brought together the cooperatives and we brought together the Estates Association to form one association that could fight for the rights of coffee farmers. And it was called Kenya Coffee Producers Association. And with that, we had a united voice. And this united voice, we were to do various things. And one of the things that we needed to do was we realized that the auction, there was some things that were not quite right Mm -hmm. uh, at the auction. And um, so we set about with other stakeholders to try and change the system. So we lobbied for that. We had a position even from within ourselves, and eventually we were very happy. We actually managed to change, um, and, and and to change how the auction was run. And uh, when the the government came in, the new government came in uh, about four years ago. We were appointed to sit on the board, and when that happened, everybody turned around and said, "We need a chairman," and the obvious choice for chairman was Brian. So, Brian became the first chairman of the Nairobi Coffee Exchange. That's
0: fantastic. Varietals, kings. Brian, so much to take in. But do take in this. Life is too short for bad coffee.